Just like the scriptures say, I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. In addition to enduring a pandemic, massive layoffs, and shortages in the food supply, another totally avoidable death has happened in the United States and sparked nationwide unrest. It sure has. Now, to our listeners, you can email us at redpiltora at gmail.com. Follow us on redpiltora.com. Dot podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Send us a shout out from your state. Let us know that you're okay. We are praying for shalom in all of our listeners' lives. And lastly, a special welcome to our new listeners in Utah and the UK. Amen. So, you know, today it's easy to see just how connected our world is. Not long ago, Mr. George Floyd died while handcuffed Mm -hmm. and in the custody of police officers. He was accused of buying something with counterfeit money, I think. His death was captured on video, and the disturbing, heartbreaking scene was viewed all around the world. Now, we're not experts in criminal investigations, police activities, or any such matter. We've only seen the video and no other evidence. Now, in our layperson's opinion, his death is just not right. We know of nothing he could have possibly done before the video we saw that would justify his life being snuffed out in that way or in any other way. The image of the officer's knee and body weight on Mr. George Floyd's neck, while other officers stood by and did nothing to stop it, is especially disturbing. It showed no respect for Mr. George Floyd, no dignity for him, and no concern for his life. Mm -hmm. The resulting response of this travesty began began peaceful protests, but later devolved into destruction of property, violence against police, and theft. Now, I'm sure there were many people present who were simply protesting what happened to Mr. George Floyd with no intent to destroy anything. Absolutely. But it's obvious that there were many there whose intent was to cause trouble and destruction, because that is indeed what followed. Answering the gross injustice done to Mr. Floyd with random destruction, assaults, and related actions creates a chain of injustices. Who will take care of Mr. George Floyd's family? Will the police officers involved be brought to justice? Will there be policy changes regarding public policing? What about the people who are damaging property? Will there be justice for the property owners? Yeah. Who will take care of the people injured in the turmoil? For the people who worked at essential businesses that were damaged, where will they work now? That's a good question. Will the protests result in a spike in coronavirus cases? Now, we understand how powerless one can feel to be wronged by someone and feel that you have no ability to make things right. It's especially infuriating to feel like the people around you are ignoring your concerns or, worst yet, to feel like they don't care. Now, we know 
that those are all just feelings and not statements of truth. Amen. We are not powerless. We are kings and priests of the Most High Elohim. Amen. Judging by the worldwide outcry for justice, a lot of people have noticed the injustice done to Mr. George Floyd, and a lot of people of all backgrounds care very deeply about what comes next. So, Miss, let's look to the Bible for guidance about justice. Okay, Tim. Regarding this horrendous incident, the world is looking for justice. Our definition of justice is the moral obligation to administer the law and apply authority in a manner that is fair to all parties concerned. When we search the scriptures, the Hebrew word for justice is zedek. Zedek means justice or righteousness. Zedek comes from the root word zakah, which means clean, clear, or pure. So Tim, let's talk about law, authority, and fairness as a component of justice. Sounds good, Mama. Before we get there, um, a few podcasts ago, we talked about the scripture in Exodus 34. Now, it talks about when Moshe witnessed Elohim proclaiming his name. Starting at verse 6, it reads, And Yehovah passed by before Moshe and proclaimed, Yehovah Elohim, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that they and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the sin of the fathers upon the children, even to the third and fourth generation. My point in citing this scripture is to say that justice is part of Elohim's character. Mm-hmm. He will not let any sin go unpunished, and he has graciously made provision for our sins to be forgiven. His Torah teaches us about how sins were transferred to an innocent animal, allowing the worshiper to atone for his sin. The death of the innocent animal foreshadowed the death of our sinless Messiah, Yeshua. Mm -hmm. The sin debt was paid, so Elohim's perfect justice was perfectly satisfied and the law was perfectly applied. More on that in a future podcast. That's a great point, Dan. Thanks. Now, let's talk about justice and the law. The Bible tells us that we would not know sin except for the law. And without a law, there is no standard to determine exactly what justice is. Mm -hmm. We learn Jehovah's law from his Torah or his instructions. Check out our episodes two and three for background on the Torah. In Deuteronomy 16, verses 18 through 20, Moshe instructs Israel, you are to appoint judges and official officers wherever you live in the land Jehovah your Elohim is giving you, tribe by tribe, and they are to judge people with righteous judgment. You will not distort judgment or show favoritism, and you will not accept a bribe, because a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and twists the words of even the upright. Mm. Justice, justice you must pursue so that you will live and live and inherit the land Jehovah your Elohim is giving you. Now, listeners, the scripture shows the importance of having judges and officers to help administer justice in the land. 
It also emphasizes the importance of these people being impartial. Without following these instructions, not only do the people feel like there's no justice, but the blessings that Jehovah is trying to give them, it's cut off. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the way you think and express your ideas, Mama. You made it clear. No law, no justice. It sounds like the book of Judges, where it's written, everyone did what was right in their own eyes. That leads to individual standards of justice, which means no justice at all. Next, let's talk about authority and how it relates to justice. Deuteronomy 17, verses 14 through 20 says, and I'll paraphrase, when you have entered the land Jehovah is giving you, you may say, I want to have a king over me like all the other nations around me. If that happens, you must appoint as king the one whom I will choose. He must be one of your kinsmen. You are not to appoint a foreigner over you. I'll pick up from there. Your king is not to acquire many horses for himself. He should not have many wives Mm -hmm. so that his heart will not turn away. He is not to acquire lots of silver and gold. When he takes the throne, he is to write a copy of this Torah for himself in a scroll, a copy of the one the priests use. It is to remain with him, and he is to read it every day, as long as he lives, so that he will learn to fear Jehovah his Elohim and keep all of the words of this Torah and these laws and obey them, so that he will not think that he is better than his kinsmen, mm. and so that he will not turn aside either to the right or to the left from the mitzvot the, or the commandments. In this way, he will prolong his own reign and that of his children in Israel. Now, Tim, there's a lot of nuggets here regarding justice and authority. I agree, Mama. It's hard to catch all of them. Elohim's warning about not having foreigners in authority ensures that those in authority have a common interest with the people they are serving. Mm -hmm. The warning about people in authority not collecting wealth or wives, ain't no offense there, Mama, uh, would surely help to keep the officers grounded and in touch with the people. I especially love the instruction regarding the Torah. Me too. Having to write one's own copy of the Torah and having to read it every day certainly ensures that the person in authority understands the instructions of the Creator. Amen. All authority comes from Him, and it should be used to promote justice, Elohim's way. Amen. Dad, I saw a news clip involving a sheriff and his deputies in Flint Township, Michigan. As he and protesters were about to face off, um, the sheriff explained that he saw the video of what happened to Mr. George Floyd, Mm -hmm. and he agreed that what happened was egregious and shared that he didn't want a confrontation. He had his men stand down and and offered to um, make the confrontation a parade instead. Wow. Now, the protesters were jubilant about that because the sheriff used his authority in a way that protected the best interests of everyone involved. That was a godly approach. He could have easily have given a different speech that was like more like, this is an unauthorized assembly, so everyone go home and clear the street. But he didn't do that. 
If only the officers who confronted Mr. George Floyd had used that same type of wisdom. Well, I'm with you, Mama. Do you know people in authority who don't exercise authority in a godly way? If so, do you do what 1 Timothy 2 verses 1 through 2 says that we must do? It says, I urge you to, first of all, pray for everyone, including rulers and all in positions of prominence, so that we may lead quiet lives, quiet and peaceful lives, that is, being godly and upright in everything. Now, I have to admit, I have never heard more profanity from professing believers than I've heard over the past three years. What would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and curse the elected officials that you voted against? Or would you take the red pill? Pray for all of the elected leaders so we can live peaceful lives. Hey, only you can answer that question. Lastly, we want to talk about fairness as it relates to justice. By fairness, I mean taking an impartial stand when judging. When the children of Israel were on their way to the promised land, there was need for righteousness or fair judgment. It was after weeks of giving judgment to the people with no help that Moshe assigned judges to help him. In Deuteronomy 1 verses 15 through 17, Moshe explained, I took leaders from your tribes, wise men, and made them captains over groups of people. I charged them, saying, Hear the cases between your brethren, and judge righteously between every man his brother and the stranger that is with him. You will not show favoritism in judgment. You will hear the small and the great. You will not fear any man, for the judgment is Elohim's. If the case is too hard for you, bring it to me. Now, this is the type of judgment that our Elohim expected back then, and even of the judges serving today. In John, verses, uh, in John chapter 7, verse 24, Yeshua even admonished the Pharisees to judge not according to appearance, but to judge righteous judgment. Amen. So, the Torah has a lot to say about justice. Mm -hmm. The law of Elohim is the basis of real justice. No law, no justice. We need righteous people in authority to enforce justice. According to the Torah, judgment must be fair and impartial to achieve justice. We pray that justice will be done in the case of Mr. George Floyd. Mm -hmm. We pray that his family and all the families hurt in this situation find comfort. Most of all, we pray that the Melech Zadok, the King of Justice, Yeshua the Messiah, will establish his justice soon and in our lifetime. More about the Melech Zadok, also known as Melchizedek, in a future podcast. Wow, that covered a lot, and there's so much more we can share. Mm -hmm. But that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again to what we shared. Read over the scripture and discuss them with your family and friends. Join us in praying for peace in our nation, in the nation of Israel, and throughout the world. And thank you for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you, you can, can handle, handle the, the truth. truth.